0: Welcome to the new game Bullshit. My name is jeffrey wittenhagen and i'm a published author and collector extraordinaire my latest book the complete nes was a kickstarter sensation is fully funded and ready to rock and roll i also have a patreon book series called the video game culture chronicles that you could subscribe to at patreon.com slash the subcon 3 and we've got guys
1: hey i'm big into uh no death runs high score runs uh collector of all things vintage and retro, Uh, pretty much anything video game related. also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old beer steins. Please call our number, leave a voicemail or text message at
0: 262-264-VGBS. Games, you were tricked by the box art. Oh, my. <laughs> I think of
1: one immediately. All right, what do you
0: what do you got?
1: <laughs> Deadly Towers. Deadly Towers, yes. First one that comes to mind, because when I was a kid, I was like, this barbarian with a sword, I was like, this has to be awesome. <laughs> and I play it, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on?
0: <laughs> yeah, Deadly Towers, though. Yeah, because you got yeah. this, you got, like, the classic, like, broader bun, it had, like, that band on the bottom of the NES box. And so, like, certain games, like, I know one was, like, red, and the bottom was, like, Times of Lore, or one of those. But, like, Deadly Towers, like, had, like, a blue or purple, like, bottom to it, didn't it? And, like, but you had that badass fucking... Yeah, it's, like, blue. Um, But you had that badass, like, knight on the front.
1: Our cousin Brian, he had the cartridge. So that was where I first saw it. And that was where I first experienced, like the shock of like, wow, like a game can be, you know, something that I had no clue, you know, I thought it was going to be amazing, and this is like weird, and I don't even know what I'm doing.
0: Weird and wild. <laughs>
1: Brian, Brian was like, he didn't know what to do either, but I think our cousin Brian is great to use in in this circumstance, because he he got a lot of games... And then found out that they they weren't as good as what he thought they were, and then he tried trading and trading them to people, and then he tried also like borrowing them.
0: Oh, he tried trading shit to me. Uh,
1: <laughs> Classic. Yeah, so, so, well, why wouldn't he? Because game's not he doesn't like it. So it's like, well, if you have a game that he does like, I'll borrow it from you. You'll probably forget. Yeah, yeah. And even if you don't forget, I'll still get to play it and probably beat it by the time you come back here. So, that's the trickery, and that's the thing of not having YouTube. Like, we were so blind. Mm-hmm. So, now it's almost like when we watch those old video game shows, and you got that sacred footage, like video power, you got sacred game footage. I mean, it's sacred, though, because it's like gold. It's super rare.
0: Well, yeah, and most of the time, like, you couldn't look at the back of the NES box.
1: And if you did, it didn't matter because you can't see anything moving. Mm-hmm. It's just a still screen. It's not like seeing someone play the game. And that was a huge draw <laughs> to, I think, a lot of the reason why though we wanted to watch those shows as kids. Because we couldn't see how the game was because you had to pay $50 or you had to rent it. Yeah, and That's the other thing. And that's
0: an entire weekend. Yeah. So, so you want to know what my first one is? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> the adventures of Bayou Billy. Oh, <laughs> number one, hard as fuck. Number one, it's classic Konami. So, like, I saw the Konami. I already knew about Contra, and the cover looks awesome. Like, you have you know Bayou Billy on the front of the cover, and he has a big knife on it, and you know you got a jeep on there, and all this craziness. And then you, you play the game, and it's like a, a amalgam of different genres and. Hard as shit.
1: Hard as shit. The fighting scenes are like beyond ri- ridiculous. Like there's some. It's actually I was looking into it. Mm-hmm. And speed runs and no death runs. It's considered like one of the hardest NES games ever. Mm-hmm. Especially the the last levels are like fucking crazy. Like you have to fight so many guys, and this this one dude figured out a good glitch where you can pick up that stick. Yeah and keep that, basically, for, like, the entire time by just using a certain glitch with the programming. But, my God. But, yeah, basically, it was, like, Crocodile Dundee on steroids. Yeah, and, I mean, the
0: cover looks amazing. It looks like it would be, like, another fucking Contra, but with, like, Crocodile Dundee.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: like, nope, 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 definitely far from it. And, I mean, we can... The the other thing we got to talk about is, aside from, like, You know, those are our two, like, top ones, but we could go on with just licensed fucking properties, such as Fester's Quest, Friday the 13th, X-Men. Like, X-Men, it just shows the fucking comic book on the front. The game itself is garbage. That was one that I actually fell for and bought. I rented it, and oh my god. (laughs) Well,
1: like, a lot of the games I ended up buying were the ones that were on sale, finding out later the reason they're on sale is because the store has excess <laughs> stock because the games suck.
0: Because the game fucking blows chunks.
1: <laughs> but you, mom didn't want to pay $50, so you had to get the $20 game. Don't
0: blame mom. <laughs> and
1: that's how it goes, and that's also where the Game Boy thing comes in, where a lot of kids ended up getting a Game Boy instead because their parents were like, I'm not going to pay this fucking $200. 100 dollars for this. I'll, I'll get you this this little thing, and mm-hmm. you'll be good. But then, in, in the long run, the nickel and dime with the Game Boy, you know, the the charger and the the screen magnifier and the light and all that shit ends up the case, and it all ends up being
0: like <laughs> comes out in the wash anyway. But well, yeah, but that was like, I mean, the illusion of it, it was attractive to most parents because, like, like I was saying in our you know conversations throughout the week. Is that it was much easier for me to, you know, get a ten dollar, twenty dollar, you know, piece to the Game Boy like a magnifying glass or I, I think the games were like twenty bucks or thirty bucks or something.
1: Yeah, twenty or thirty.
0: Yeah, so like being able to get a twenty or thirty dollar game in a month when I you know did a bunch of yard work or something is much more doable than trying to garner sixty bucks out of my parents or fifty bucks out of my parents. Like they just didn't. That that was like a Christmas, like, fucking miracle to get a game. (laughs) People out there just need to
1: understand, I cannot stress this enough. We had no YouTube.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, the internet didn't exist. YouTube didn't exist. And, like, Game Boy and shit like that was prevalent because of budgets.
1: And once you had the internet, like, Prodigy, AOL, you still didn't have streaming video.
0: No, like, that's the other thing. Like, the beginning of the internet, you're sitting there waiting 15 minutes for a single picture to load. (laughs) For real, though? Now I'm on here. We're freaking on a Skype call streaming while we're recording it, and I'm able to go on and type in anything in Google, and all the images pop up immediately in seconds.
1: And here's my mind blow. When that screen loaded, slow didn't exist. So once you have that benchmark...
0: There's nothing to compare to.
1: But in my mind, I wasn't getting, like, pissed off. Mm Mm-mm. Well nowadays I'd be getting pissed off.
0: I mean it was the same thing with like waiting for like the Commodore 64 to load. Like I would go do other shit and come back to it.
1: You didn't realize how bad it was cuz there wasn't a comparison. Yeah. That's like what it is. And then once you get that comparison, you're spoiled. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So that if you don't get that, then it's like it's a fucking thing, you know. <laughs> but uh living through that, I mean it's just a trip, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so you got any other NES, or any box art that you just saw that looked amazing that, like, shit on your fucking
1: dreams? (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of us fell for this one. Uh Uh-oh. The the first Turtles game. Oh, God. That one I fell for, like, hook, line, and sinker, like, and I know a lot of people did. Shit, I I
0: did, too. It
1: was... It was like, holy fuck, like, turtles, look at it, it's awesome, and this has to be amazing, and then it's just not even turtles.
0: And they could have actually shown the gameplay on the front box, and we still would have fucking bought it, like, because even the game looking at a screenshot, it looks alright. It's not until you start playing it.
1: I say that because I had the exact experience. Montgomery Wards, before the... Before they closed down
0: money War-
1: money wards <laughs> <laughs> that's where i saw the turtles game for the first time on, on that on a shelf and there were it was actually two games that they were selling at
0: that time i swear they had like the holy light like oh yeah <laughs> and you're looking at that It
1: felt like it and it was like there was shadowgate and there was turtles mm-hmm. and a lot of people might say the shadowgate box art too is if they don't like shadowgate because that's a badass box art yeah it's got like the gargoyle and the um he's like stone but his tail is like breaking out of the stone and it's like red
0: and you you can't tell from there that it's like a point click adventure style so that's no. that's the issue too is that there's like no indication of like genre or style <laughs> game no. like you just yeah, see like exactly. a badass looking picture like <laughs> exactly so that's like my
1: two-in-one for for my pick on (laughs) on this round
0: (laughs) classic fucking turtles though like that's just awesome i mean you got the classic angry video game nerd dr jekyll and mr hyde with the fucking evil like face on it like where it's like (laughs) you know where the guy's like overacting on the cover it's
1: like the green face
0: yeah Yeah, i mean i rented it and that game's horrible (laughs) because like for a rental like that's all you got but um one that got me was one that I got as a kid because it got my parents too, was Back to the Future on the fucking NES.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that one falls right into fucking Ninja Turtles territory because both of yeah. those games feel like they were something else and then they just tacked on the license at the end. Like that's how Turtles feels they like tacked on the license and threw some turtle shit on it. And the same thing with Back to the Future, like like why are you walking down the fucking street like as i mean marty might have done that in like two seconds in the movie but that's like the entire first like level collecting like fucking clocks <laughs> <laughs>
1: sword master oh hell yeah because yeah, like sword master and that's that's one that's extremely rare to find uh, a non-pal version for some reason, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like I was expecting it to just be something like amazing, like uh, like Dragon Fighter. But um, what would you say? It's kind of like that—you fight one guy at a time, and each of you has like an amount of life. Yeah, and yeah, I hate that kind of shit because then you get almost like a
0: fighting game, but... and then you
1: get your ass kicked, and then it's like you beat the guy, <laughs> and you have like one pallet left, and then you get you go to the next guy. Pellet,
0: yes,
1: <laughs> and then one Pez le- <laughs> Pez pellet. Eat a bunch of Pez. Mm, love Pez.
0: Mm, Pez. Oh,
1: see, don't, <laughs> let's open the whole like wrapper and just eat it all at once. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> like fuck, yeah. fuck putting it in like the Pez thing. Like,
0: hilariousness though.
1: So yeah, Swordmaster was one that it's actually one of my favorite covers to this day, and mm-hmm. the game is like okay, but you it's it's not like what i expected it to be kind of thing. Yeah. So that would be my choice on that
0: one. <laughs> you want me to tell you the the worst one cuz they got me with <laughs> an allow they got me with a fucking allowance and a full $50 price tag. Oh Jesus. Back in the day. All right, so I'm over there at Toys R Us looking at all the games on the shelf. I'm like, you know, I have I have enough money to buy a new game. I've been saving up money for for months. And I say, "Oh, it's a new Mario game. It's called Mario is Missing. This looks awesome. Like <laughs> like it shows Bowser capturing Mario and Luigi on the front with a lantern. Like this, this looks awesome. Like we get a new Mario game. You get to play as Luigi. <laughs> so, I, so of course I buy it and take it home. And it's a fucking educational game. <laughs> and there's nowhere on the front that it says this. On the back it shows like graphics that look like Super Nintendo and the Super Nintendo was out at the time. I'm like, oh shit, I don't have enough money for a Super Nintendo. Let me buy this new game. <laughs> and that was the one of the most misleading covers of all time for me because it, it got me. Like really. <laughs> There's certain games too that were good, but the covers made you think like it was The opposite. Oh, the the biggest perpetrators the first two Mega Man games. Oh, God. God, man. <laughs> Mega Man is, like, yellow and blue on the front of the first fucking cover. And it looks like he's freaking taking a poop. <laughs> That's actually a, a great point
1: because there's a lot of hidden gems that no one even knows about because the covers were just so bizarre, so
0: weird. <laughs> or, like, a weird-ass franchise that turned into a good game like Gilligan's Island. That game's cool. Or uh, Adventures of um, Tom Sawyer. Oh, that's one
1: of my favorites. Now, wh- I'm thinking on two of like um, a good example is like Ghostline.
0: Ghostline <laughs> is the worst. <laughs> that's It great. looks like a retarded fucking. <laughs> like, it's, like the, the main character of Ghostline, as far as I know, is a guy. And it looks like a chick wearing a bra on the front cover with like a guy's face. And there's like. A lion, a white lion on the front. It's like what
1: is even going on in this game? You look,
0: look at it it's like, whoa. And and then there's the then there's the box art that looks terrible and the game is terrible, like anticipation.
1: <laughs> or like yeah, adventures of like rad gravity or something like Yeah. Um, it just looks like lame and it's not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, really, like, misleading ones that were really cool. I mean, you had all the Nintendo ones where they actually did the sprite art. See, that that was nice.
1: Now, yeah. that's a great thing that you mentioned this, because one of those tricked me. Oh. And it was Gyromite. I, oh, yep, it was on yes. sale at just the cart. And, and, you,
0: and you didn't have Rob at the time?
1: Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> and it... I was really young. I was at the video game emporium. I think I've mentioned it a few times. I, I actually made two blunders at that store because the Gyromite looked like Mario. I was Mario freak, so I was like, "Cool, another Mario game."
0: <laughs> just like Mario's missing. We got a brand <laughs> new Mario man. Yeah,
1: and the other funny one was it was a Master System game, and my dad and I had the Genesis, and we didn't realize the Master System boxes
0: look like the Genesis are just yeah. white.
1: And he had them, like, section to section, like, right next to each other. We didn't even realize that it wouldn't fit into the Genesis. So we actually yeah. bought a Master System game. We took it home, and were like, oh, this is, like, not even for the right system.
0: Well, and, like, again, listeners, especially the younger ones, need to realize that there was no internet. So it's not like we could go to fucking eBay and get the power base converter because we didn't even know that existed back then.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Sega Master System was so obscure. That was the only store I ever went to that I actually saw a Master System thing at.
0: Yeah, like, people, like, I've, I've heard other podcasts, I've seen YouTube videos where they're saying, oh, the, like, that was the competitor to the Nintendo. No. Like, no. it was I didn't even know we it were, existed. We're from Chicago land area, which is a big metropolitan. Like, we're from the land area. We're, you know, as Kyle said before, like, 45 minutes out. And, like, there, there was no, no indications. I didn't know of a matchism because I never saw it at a game store. mm yeah. like it's insane like nintendo was it when genesis came out it was like holy shit there's another company
1: yeah and then <laughs> like then you might start learning about the master system maybe by accidentally buying a master system game to play <laughs> in your genesis but that was funny we my dad and i just looked at each other and we just took it back but uh um, <laughs> it's it's kind of that, that funny thing to where but with the gyro i mean you put that in you can't even play the fucking thing
0: no I mean, (laughs) because Gyromite's pretty bad, but at least, though, you could play it with two controllers, though, right? Yeah. And it's actually playable with two controllers, unlike with Rob the Robot.
1: Yeah, I was hoping it was going to be like Mario. It's kind of like Mylon's Secret Castle. Like, I wish that game was just, like, a linear game.
0: Yeah. The irony (laughs) is, is I think... um, there was recent interview a recent interview with some Nintendo employees from back in the day, uh-huh. and they said that Rob the robot was never playable. was never doable. That's <laughs> like amazing. They, like, they, they released <laughs> him just for marketing purposes, and he never really worked. And, he, <laughs> and yeah, I don't think he ever really did. I mean,
1: not in a functional way. It's just a gimmick, like a gimmickal way. Yeah.
0: So going to NES homebrew, Bunny Boy from Retro USB actually used Rob the Robot the right way, which was with the last holiday cart. You could hook up as many Robs as you wanted to, and they danced to some Christmas music. <laughs> the best use of Rob ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually really cool. And the thing is, is there any like record holder that's like a Rob record holder?
0: A Rob record holder? What do you mean, like uh,
1: Rob the Robot specializer? Oh, like, has
0: all of them or something? Or
1: just someone who has a high score in, like, Gyromite or Stack oh, Up? I guarantee you sh- there is. Is Stack Up even, like, high scoreable? I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't even know if either <laughs> of those games
0: is, like, even
1: scoreable. <laughs> like, God. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's like
0: crazy. Terrible fucking games. It's
1: so weird what it took to, like, what it took to vault the gaming industry out of the garbage was, like, the worst games.
0: Well, the the so irony is, and, and there's something that I heard recently, and I 100% agree. The gaming crash didn't affect us as gamers. It was Shangri-La. Because when the gaming crash happened, I still had my Atari. Games were a fucking dollar. Uh-huh dude, it was Shangri-La. Like, I could get games. I got tons of games at that time because that was like, oh, hey, Mom, can I get that dollar game right there? Oh, sure. It's a buck. Yeah, those are the ones you want. Like, so so like the, the gaming crash like wasn't a crash for us. Like, we didn't give a shit about big business or any of those companies. I still don't. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but it's like... We're oblivious like, to that side of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah, so, so we didn't know that like Nintendo getting established, they had to get in with retailers that were selling games at a huge loss because all those dollar like games were selling like hotcakes because we all still wanted games, but it was like they were losing tons of money because Atari oversaturated the market, and we as gamers didn't know that. Like, and so, like, what Nintendo had to get it in the stores by marketing it with a gun and a robot and all craziness and kind of, like, just putting it with toys. And then all they had to do was put a display model out and we're sold. We all still wanted games. Like, it wasn't like nobody was buying games. That I think that's the major misconception of the quote-unquote video game crash. Yeah. It was, it was just,
1: okay, so there's too many Atari games. I'm not going to pay $30 for a game that I can't see on YouTube because like, it doesn't exist. A game no. that I can't see before I play it. And Ataris weren't really like a rental, not that I know of. I don't know if there are a big rental
0: market on those. I don't think the rental market kicked off till the NES.
1: So, yeah, you're blindly buying these. And there's too many... Like ColecoVision and television, there's just too many Like other games besides Atari, which already has too many games that you don't even know what they are until you pay the money.
0: The crash happened because of the two major pushes with the two major franchises, which was Pac-Man and E.T. were both fucking horrific games. Oh God, yeah. They were terrible to play.
1: Especially Pac-Man, though. I gotta say, like Pac-Man above all else is...
0: Because well, like trash. everybody blames E.T., but E.T. was like a brand new game, so there was nothing to compare to. Pac-Man, you had the arcade game, and you had better ports on the other visions, the ColecoVision and the Television. So when you, when you play that flashy garbage Pac-Man that doesn't even like move right, like it's obviously notable. Even the dots aren't fucking square. Because who's to say that every other arcade port is
1: not this shitty?
0: Mm -hmm. well yeah that's that's the thing
1: even though that was the worst
0: because again there's no internet there's no comparisons there's none of that all we got is word of mouth on the playground so
1: why am i gonna get asteroids why am i gonna get missile command why am i gonna get berserk if they all fucking suck even though those were some classic atari games but who's to say it's not a lot of those
0: i think were out like well before pac-man but the thing is is that people were getting into video games every year. So yeah. people that got in at the Pac-Man era, like, it likely killed their interest.
1: So it's funny. You almost, All right. It's almost like you have to go off the faults of other people and figure out which games suck by playing their games.
0: <laughs> it's true, though. And, and yeah, I think you're right, because I never really thought about it, that there likely wasn't a Atari rental market at the time. I don't think there was, like... I don't even think VHS rentals kicked off until around the NES era. Like I think the, the whole rental system started around 85, 86, I think.
1: So you either found out Pac-Man sucked by two ways. By buying it, mm-hmm. and therefore getting jaded, or by going to your friend's house and, and playing your it. jaded friend's house. Yeah. And you not being jaded, I will just won't buy that game. <laughs> but your friend may never buy another Atari game. Ever. Yeah. So you have that fucked up deal going.
0: The, the irony is I don't ever remember getting or playing the original Pac Man, but I played Miss Pac Man and that one wasn't bad.
1: Yeah, that that's a good one and Junior Pac Man's like amazing.
0: I think Junior Pac Man was released really so late that it's almost like at the time was obscure.
1: It's almost like ColecoVision too, like the, the advancement. But you know, obviously, Klickovich is more powerful uh, graphically. But yeah, Junior Pac-Man's obscure
0: for sure. The redhead stepchild of the Pac-Man family.
1: Literally, yeah.
0: <laughs> Good old Junior. <laughs> Definitely classic. Uh, classic Kyle. Actually, you you reviewed the game for the, uh, the the upcoming book Hidden Gems book.
1: Yeah, little problem, child. Junior Pac-Man.
0: Junior Pac-Man child. I need to find a picture of like Junior from Problem Child as Pac-Man.
1: Throw it in there.
0: (laughs) Picture, picture. You with a bow tie on or something? (laughs) Why not? Fuck it. I know they exist, Kyle. I know they exist. (laughs) But yeah, man. Like that was the classic though. Is that like those box arts were super notorious for being like misleading because they never showed like the terrible Atari pixel art. some of them like i think it was which
1: one's uh the uh activision games showed the graphics though
0: and looked like rainbow
1: <laughs> and then around them and you knew that the iMagic magic games were always quality
0: yeah a lot of those were were pretty solid atari experiences for sure but like the actual mainstream atari ones even like missile command like had like some Crazy picture of guys like arming missiles with like look like they were on the Death Star or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think which what company I think that was just like the Atari.
0: That was that was Atari. Yeah, Yeah.
1: you can put like all those in that too because I mean they're they're good but compared to the arcade it's obviously like very you know far away. Yeah, but it has to be because it's like what four bit I don't even know what the fuck you call it. Two bit.
0: <laughs> two bit if, two bit hack <laughs> if
1: Coleco's four bit and I guess it would be two bit I don't know <laughs> there was no bits but you know what I mean
0: yeah it was just garbage bits blocks <laughs> well like the the, the the Commodore sixty four was sixty four pixel squares so the like eight by eight <laughs> that's why that's where they got the sixty four and like the Atari was under that so <laughs>
1: yeah I mean <laughs> who knows Commodore's like computer world too
0: so do you have any um super nintendo terrible box arts or misleading box arts or anything you know as i got i got two (laughs) well two well the first one is your enforcer of justice himself Shaq fu (laughs) the picture is Shaq with kung fu (laughs) like so you already know that's bad (laughs) yeah and like the, the fighting game itself but um Actually, the one that's, um, really misleading and is actually a decent game is, uh, Phalanx. Oh! Old man with the banjo on the front. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shoot 'em up
1: game. That's a really good call, because that's an awesome game.
0: And it's like an old man playing a fucking banjo on the front, like...
1: There's a spaceship flying behind him.
0: Yeah, I'm like, above the fucking banjo or something. That's
1: the joke, like, but it's, it's bad, that's a horrible idea.
0: I I would say that the biggest perpetrator and it got me on a rental weekend was a Final Fantasy Mystic Quest.
1: Now, the Phalanx though was a, is a game that looks bad but is good.
0: Mhm. Whereas the game that looked decent that's bad is Final Fantasy Mystic Quest okay. cuz it wasn't really a Final Fantasy. It was like dumbed down for American audiences. So What's the story like when did you hear about it and all that? Um, I heard about it from Uh, the neighborhood kids that had all the fucking games and they were playing it and said it was decent and then so I I pick up Final Fantasy Mystic Quest and the game is freaking so simplified that it's like almost boring like it's like you're just basically going through the motions and can't die and like it's just horrible fucking RPG and, and basically, you find out later that they in Japan they call it Final Fantasy USA. <laughs> like, like it's just they they didn't think that Americans would dig would dig RPGs as much as we do. And then like they, so they released Mystic Quest. <laughs> and it, the game is it's not terrible, but it's it's just like it's a of RPG. So if somebody wants to get into RPGs, that might be where they want to start. And I'm sure Dario listen to this and go. I got something to say. There we <laughs> go. RPGs. Um, the, the other main perpetrator, and you've definitely played this game, <laughs> little game called Pit Fighter. Oh, God. Fuck. Oh, you, see God. The fr- you, you see the front, it looks like a badass Mortal Kombat game. And my God, that game is terrible. Yeah, it's such trash. And I got to go,
1: I got to flash back real quick to the NES.
0: Yes. I gotta
1: bring out a fucking golden gem here. A golden shit gem. Golden crusted gem. Highlight. <laughs> <Hyde-lide. laughs> highlight. Oh my god! You cannot forget highlight. Oh. That cover is badass. It's a dragon and like a knight fighting the dragon.
0: Yeah, and then it's just like the game itself is poor, poor fucking excuse. You
1: could even say legacy of, of the wizard in some respects.
0: Yeah, I mean Legacy of the Wizard, um, it got us but it was like that was the home shopping network treat that all parents bought their kids because it was at like the Game Boy price level. You get a Game Boy game style. It's like twenty to thirty bucks.
1: Yeah, it's like but what when you translate that to the actual game it's so much different than like what my head like thought.
0: Yeah, it was like a little side scrolling freaking RPG style game and with no direction. And no internet, (laughs) no guide, like... I didn't fall for too many after I fell
1: for the first few, and I'm sure you can say that too, because you, like, learned a lesson, you know, it's like the lesson was learned, like, oh, fuck, like, I guess I gotta really either go to friends' houses or rent these to really, like, know that Rambo isn't Rambo, you're a little, like, Indian
0: child, little Native American boy, (laughs) like, running around (laughs) stabbing snakes, like, wow... (laughs) <laughs> I didn't even want to get got on get got on a um rental, so yeah, that, that was it the was thing. Three to five bucks, and it was a weekend wasted. Yeah. Um. The the irony is totally. is that they would still get us not because the box art was bad, but because that was the best of what was left when you went there. <laughs> because when you went to a rental store back in the day they didn't have, like, ten copies of fucking Ninja Turtles on the shelf. They would have one. Yep. So if somebody went in there before you and got Turtles 2, the arcade game, all that was left was the original Ninja Turtles. Now, if that's the best-looking game that's there, or you've played the other ones, that's the top of the fucking ship heap, and that's what you're getting this weekend. That one looks the coolest.
1: And for people who weren't there to paint the picture, they did it two ways. So the way Box Office Video did it, um, they actually put... The um, game in like a plastic box office case behind the behind the actual video game cover box. Mm-hmm. Now they sh- they shrink wrapped the cover box to protect it. But if, if there was a, a case was behind the game, then you knew that it was in, and you would take the case to the front.
0: That, that was box office, and I think Blockbuster also did that. Those
1: were like the chain style. Now the
0: old school, like going like out... like custom the- custom top video shop yes. where they had like the little fucking nails in front of them and they put like um they have the nails or a hook and they put a little tag on it. You take the tag up and you get your game. Now that's like super vintagely like amazing. Well and it's also a deterrent for theft because if you had the box there people Yes thieves would fucking take the fucking game. Yes. Whereas with the mom and pop style, the tags they couldn't steal shit. Exactly. And I mean that was my classic remembering I used to go to Custom Top all the time. And yeah, I would you know the hooks. Get my little tags. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was tag hooks.
1: Yeah, and uh, I was never a devious kid because if I my dad would kick the shit out of me.
0: Well, yeah, that's good parenting—is that you got to get discipline.
1: But damn, I bet some people got a fucking way with it. And the other thing that reminds me of—I had a buddy. He just would never like take his games back. I don't even. He just I don't even think they like went back to the store. He would just like re- renew his, you know. Membership at somewhere else, get a bunch of stuff, and then you would just see this box office thing, and they're like, Oh, yeah, we just never like return that. It's like two (laughs) two years ago. It's just funny. Like, people don't care. There's people that do care. There's people that throw shit around the house. There's people that are orderly. It's just crazy.
0: Just imagine though, if you lived in that area, it was a rural area. And that box office video was your only rental source. Yep. And there was one copy of Contra, and that douchebag fucking kept it. Gone. You would never be able to rent that game, and that was a reality of gaming back then. Is that you won't be able to try some games because they were never in stock, and it was it could just be simple as one person just never returned the game.
1: Yeah. So that's where the percentage of like you could probably tell if the game's checked out all the time, that it's pretty badass, but it's not 100% because uh-huh. you have that aspect.
0: I think that's where like our analytical minds came to play and maybe even started to get developed, was we started to gauge our interest in things based on like what was rented out and... Sure.
1: Why is Contra always gone?
0: Yeah, why is Ninja Gaiden never in stock? Mm. Why is Mario 3 never there? Why
1: is Silent Service always here? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, ironically, one game that I rented that a lot of people don't like that I enjoyed was Spy vs. Spy. My buddy had that down the road, and we had a lot of
1: fun with it. But
0: it's fun with a couple people. It's not fun by one with with one person.
1: But it's like the one that I like, the Mario Two. You know, is the one that you
0: would, you couldn't find Mario Two any fucking where, man. No, God, you couldn't. Damn. And that was that was the irony when we were talking about <laughs> our one cousin Brian. Used to trade games he traded me a mario 2 for athena and like like so and um actually it was mario 2 and ghost and goblins for athena he really wanted athena for some reason and athena is not that good of a game <laughs> like it's all right but it's no mario 2
1: you don't know until you go on youtube report put it in the system <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and YouTube didn't exist
1: yeah, He's the kind of person When he's done with the game He's done with it
0: Yeah exactly He didn't give a shit Like
1: Yeah so he's not gonna Go back and play I, I remember he was like that With R-Type and Splatterhouse And C so just sold his shit After that But he was like He had the skills though man Oh yeah so he could like No death R-Type and shit Like no problem Like it's easy Like it's funny Like beyond what I Think I could do Probably I think
0: I think he was beyond A lot of the current record holders like if yeah. he was still around he would have world records if he yeah.
1: wanted to be you know
0: without a doubt i mean that's like i have a few world records on games and he was better than me at those games that i had the world records in it's just <laughs> like, that, that genius thing
1: but there's a yeah. fine line between genius and madness and he kind of fell over that edge too so yeah he,
0: oh he was he was always over that edge
1: <laughs> so yeah that's the thing when you're that aware of everything it's dangerous
0: yeah, oh yeah, it makes makes life tough.
1: Yeah. So, but uh yeah, so he fell for it, we fell for it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of SNES was pretty pretty much like I didn't really get st- SNES and someone mentioned this on uh, Nintendo Age was that someone had made a post like what was the system that had like the greatest games, the greatest game li- library? And some, you know, someone responded like, "Well, what do you mean? There's so many different things." Uh, yeah yeah and someone's like well nintendo's most classic because you could just make a top 50 and everyone would know but someone made a great comment like and someone made a funny comment not n64 (laughs) (laughs) not n64 (laughs) that that is very true and 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 then someone said the snes is like the most stable though like it had the it had the best rate of like well-programmed games
0: yeah, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, a lot of the developers from the NES put out amazing Super Nintendo games. I do think a lot of, like, the newer developers on the Super Nintendo did put out some crap. But the the ratio, I think, is a lot lower than, than NES.
1: I mean, even games like Plock or Zool or, you know, stuff like that. I'm you talking can...
0: about, like, the Rex Ronins. And...
1: You can still <laughs> play those I don't have never play the Rex Ronin. Oh, it's they're terrible. What is it?
0: Rex Ronin Experimental Surgeon? <laughs> <Is>
1: it's <laughs> like, like bad side scroller stuff.
0: No, it's it's just a terrible fucking game. It, we actually did that at part of the Ultra Review roundtable, and it's just like a garbage piece of shit game that has terrible controls and not responsive.
1: I think SNES is plagued most with like shit platformers.
0: Yeah, like Captain Novelin, and
1: <laughs> And like Roadrunner, and you know, just a little. You can even go as far as to say, like all those like Looney Tune knockoff things, like Taz and Speedy Gonzales. I mean, they're they're all like subpar.
0: But but there's nothing that's really really bad.
1: No, but yeah, it's not like the NES where you're like, what the fuck is this.
0: Well and the sixty four <laughs> everyone says not sixty four because of the graphical <laughs> style it just doesn't hold up now.
1: No, oh, it's <laughs> that whole three D thing, it's you can't do that for everything. And that was the gimmick. Like Mario sixty four was the best example. Like you can be an Avatar and like watch in a third person way. It's kind of like yeah. Resident Evil, you could even say, like, really started that. Yeah. They're like metal gear solid and stuff.
0: Yeah, where you're actually starting to Play out a story in 3D. from
1: like, see the guy. Metal Gear Solid had, a, like, a Zelda-type view to it, too. It was more overhead, but it still had that behind-the-view, like, you can watch the guy. You really got the full-world immersion with GTA 3. And then Vice City, of course, took that to the fucking moon.
0: Thank you for listening to VGBS. We appreciate everybody taking the time to get through this whole uh, Arduous Podcast. We love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to correspond with us, you can email us at vgbspodcast at gmail.com. But we also have a phone number. its two two six four 226 26-226-4-VGBS. You can leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text message. Um, whatever you want to do, correspond. Also, comment on us. Shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Plus. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast.
1: All right, see you later. Woo! Later!